everywhere around the world. You are listening to the View Blurt. We acknowledge the First Nations peoples of this land, the traditional custodians, and pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and future. We recognise the ongoing impacts of colonisation and the importance of a voice to Parliament to ensure the sovereignty and self-determination of First Nation peoples is respected and upheld. We commit to working together towards a just and equitable future for all Australians. Uh, good evening, I am Keely, and tonight I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country, the Kulin Nation of the Woiwurrung people. Sovereignty was never ceded, always has been and always will be Aboriginal land. It's the 8th of August, 2023, and it's 12 past 8 on a balmy Tuesday evening, and we're back, baby! <laughs> Woohoo! It's been a couple of weeks, but hi, I'm Wensi, and I am respectfully coming to you from the traditional owners of the land on which we work and live, the Yagra and Turbrils people. Sovereignty was never ceded. Welcome back to the country, my friend. Ah, oh, look, it's it's nice to be back. It, it, I mean, the first thing we did when we walked through the door, we just went, well, I like this hotel. Um, <laughs> you got better internet there too, by the sounds of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But to be honest, the um, the internet we had wasn't too bad, to be honest. Um, oh, okay. It's funny. We, we always pick the same uh, little place. Uh, it's just a dodgy little place. <laughs> um when we go back to christchurch uh we've stayed there quite a few times um yeah you know it's sort of cheap and cheerful and it's super close Mm -hmm. to the city but if anyone's ever been to christchurch they'll know you don't have to be very far out to be super close to the city right Um, so (laughs) it's a small city isn't it well i'll tell you how small it was i i was walking with um i was walking with my daughter in the city and um, it was quite funny because um, she kept asking me, where's the city? Where's the city? <laughs> and I kept having to explain to her, we are actually in the city. They call this the city. Look, just keep Where the are the bu- buildings? I'm not seeing well, high rises. <laughs> so, I, you know, well, that's it. I had to point to a couple of shops and I said, Look, yeah. there's, a, there's a shop there. And if you walk around <laughs> the corner, there's a few more shops. And don't, don't say it too loud. They like their city. But um, no, look, don't get me wrong. It's very, as I said to you before, it, it was it was beautiful. Like the sun was out, mm. freaking freezing cold. But um, but for the first three four days, it was really really beautiful. You could you could Excellent. see the Alps um, from Christchurch quite well. See, that's the mm. other thing. You see, not having skyscrapers, you can see the Alps quite easily from the city. Mm. Nice. Um, Bit of nature in the in the middle of the city. In inverted yeah. commas, no, no, was... yes, <laughs> inverted <laughs> commas. But uh, no, it, look, it's it's a, it's a nice little city, and um, but I tell you what, though, honestly to God, I mean, there's only like four and a half million people that live there, etc. But gee whiz, their property's expensive. It's it? um. Oh, it's it's phenomenal. Some parts of Christchurch, you, you're just like Jesus. Where did these people get their money? There's only four and a half mm. million on this uh, on this little island. What are they doing to yeah. make so much money? Because some of the houses wow. are just ginormous. Wow. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, admittedly, I think uh, as I said, we're in a cheap and cheerful hotel, but it's mm. in a pretty nice part of Christchurch. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, Yes, there's some. If it wasn't my, for the earthquakes, I'd consider moving there. 
Yeah, well, I mean, now we've had a few down here as well. So <laughs> now you've had tremors. You haven't had earthquakes. Tremors. <laughs> we went through that last a few weeks ago. <laughs> that's exactly right. No, 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 no. That that, that that's exactly that. But you know what? I mean, seriously, uh, what bushfires? Uh, I mean, seriously, the bushfires that we're probably going to get this summer are they any worse than earth? Worse than right. earthquakes? Really? I mean, yeah, in terms of impact. Um, but yeah, I'd rather be burned neither. to death and fall down a crack. Um, I yeah, don't know. yeah <laughs> don't know. either way, no. they're, they're both not fun experiences if they're on the extreme end. Yeah, no, absolutely not, absolutely not. So yeah, no, it's it's a, it is a lovely place, and um, and yeah, the people are usually pretty much always nice and. Um, yeah, but it was good to come home too and lots of nice people in the coffee shops mm -hmm. I've been in since I've been back and just, you know, just nice people. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, so it's, been, it's been good. And then... And I need... Yeah, okay, go. yeah, go on. No, you go, go first. It. Okay. Oh, the, other half, the other half just left uh, for the UK today as well for three weeks. Oh, oh wow. Nice. Yes. yes. For work yeah, or so pleasure? Yeah, so she comes back... And then she's off again. Well, she's visiting visiting her dad. Dad, yep. As I thought, so yeah. that won't be as much pleasure as it could be because mm. it's better than average chance that he won't remember who she is. So, mm. yeah, that's pretty sad, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it is. And we is. we all know how bad Alzheimer's can be and or dementia. Um, yeah. Is it one of those that he's got? Yeah, it's advanced dementia, yeah. Advanced dementia, yeah. 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 Yeah, pretty sad. I know I haven't gone through it with anyone that I know, but I know my mother's sister's husband, so one of my uncles, uh, went through it a couple of years ago. And, yeah, it was pretty horrible to, to know how his last year or two of his life was. was. And, yeah, it's pretty pretty yeah very very sad yeah no look it is um and and there's plenty of uh, organizations to sort of help you with support through mm. um sort of uh dementia if you've got dementia in your family as well so if anyone's listening to the podcast and this has brought up anything uh bad for you um Make sure you get in touch with those. Have, have we got any numbers that anyone got the usual lifeline, men's line, kids' We're... helpline, and beyond blue? Yeah, maybe don't have any for dementia, but um, yes. yeah, yeah, no, 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 but but, but anything that that's experience. uh, you know, that if if it is, yeah, if you're feeling a bit uncomfortable, definitely get in touch with uh, Lifeline, etc. And I, uh, my yeah. heart goes out to you because, uh, yeah, we know how we know how bad it is, and the, and the worst the worst part is that they're they're there and they're functioning and they can do things, but you just basically see the person in front of you just slowly but surely disintegrate. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's that's yeah. one of the heartbreaking parts, isn't it? Where you know, yeah, that they've just don't even recognize who you are and, and you can't converse and remember all the good times and things like that. Cause you know that in their mind, they're not recognizing you. Yeah, no, look, absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, 
but yeah, no, no. Thank you for asking. And uh, yeah, no. So basically, uh, the time was a good time uh, in uh, Christchurch, and uh, you know, good to be back. And also, just to just wrap up, me totally. Yep, hands good. Hand is excellent. Ready to rock. Can't even Perfect. can't even see the scar. Can't even see the scar. So uh, okay, we can sort of yep. see it just there. But it's not uh, much. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good not much. See it's back, it's back in action. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's just the other one that's sore now, but that's uh, fine. That's right. being old and you know trying to sort shit out. So I thought it was right. because you were overcompensating with the left hand while the right hand was out of action. I'm not going anywhere near. Not, I was no, not right. going down that path. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking generally. <laughs> right. Okay. That's all good. Well, with that, I think we should do this because something that we have not done and we have not touched on the show yet, and we definitely 100% should, we need to get on the Matilda bandwagon. Yes, we do. So, um, we do. So I think the first thing we should do is just play this because this is pretty cool. Stadium Australia for Tuesday's round of 16 match against Denmark. And the Combank Matildas fielded an unchanged lineup from the side that defeated Canada. They absorbed early pressure as the Danes enjoyed a flurry of half chances. Comfortable in defence, the Matildas were given the opportunity on the counter attack and they were lethal. Fowler here can get Australia moving. And that is exactly the right ball. Catherine behind. Catherine Ford scores for Australia. Was not even offside. 79,000 people to watch that. Yeah. That was oh, amazing. she finished it beautifully. Ford continued to grow into the team, instantly popping up as Australia's outlet. Ford deflected. Well, you've seen those fly crazy into the far corner on more than one occasion. And in the second half, that threat persisted when Gorry picked out Ford again. Catering Ford already has one in the bag. Ford, chance, oh, unlucky. Well. The Matildas broke again and Fowler picked out Van Egmont, who showed all of her composure to set up Australia's second. The little deep ball in. Van Egmond on the turn, and That was a good match. Yes, so there we go. And it was, it was. I um, I didn't actually go for it, so go for it. I was just going to say Mary Fowler was the um, the player yeah, for me, the, um, the best player for of the match she's just so good at um reading the reading the 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 play and and passing when she needed to like one of that that last goal so yeah i found her one of the best players on the field yeah well i I mean i think sam kerr got on just at the end and as we know she's meant to be pretty much the best uh, woman player uh, women's player in the world so Mm. um and I also found out that the favourite for the tournament, I believe, was the US, and they're gone. Mm, yes. So, yeah. So, look, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. But um... yeah. So, who who knows how much? Um, oh no, hang on. Not who. We know how much the uh, US team was going to win because remember in the last episode we talked about their new contract so they still earn a bucket load of money probably i can't remember the numbers but 
quarter of yes, a million that, just getting this far. That's, that's, that, yeah, well, they got to the 16. So I can't remember what our, uh, what our scale was if you get to the 16. Mm. Yeah, but, um, yeah. They got a yeah, decent yeah, yeah. coin, but yeah, not the glory. No, no. No. Well, oh, speaking, there speaking is... of the uh, soccer match, have you heard that if we get into the finals, our, our illustrious leader, Elbo, is trying to um, get a public holiday? Yeah, and look, so he should. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's a brilliant idea. Uh, you know, the less work, the better. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's pretty much how I always look at it. <laughs> not good. You know, not we, good agree. As a contractor. We, we agree with that decision. Uh, sort no, of. No, that's I don't get true. paid on public holidays, unfortunately, because I'm a contractor. So yeah, that's do I want right. it? I'd still, right. I'd still support that's... it and still enjoy it. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But um, yeah, look, it'd be interesting. It's funny, isn't it? Anytime we win something, uh, we think we should have a pu public holiday. It's, it's mm. lucky we <laughs> don't win too many things, or we'd never get any work done. Seriously. Uh, exactly. Um, Such an Aussie thing to do, but... isn't it? Oh, it is. It's uh, yeah. It's interesting. Very interesting. Tell you something else. that's pretty damn interesting as well. Mm -hmm. um, people that are dying from mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, yes, I did hear about this during the week. And this isn't sad. even magic. Yeah, no. it's very sad actually. It's, it's not even magic mushrooms. And I've got a little bit of an anecdote with this myself anyway, because mm. a good friend of my dad's years ago um went mushroom picking and he thought mm -hmm. he knew what he was doing mm -hmm. and he cooked them up fried them up and he was in critical um uh he was in intensive care for the critical unit for quite a while wow. he came out of it but when he came out of it it was like he was basically he'd had a stroke oh wow and um, it, yeah, did unbelievable, unbelievable. No, he did not. Wow. And, and uh, you know which mushroom yeah. it was? Was it a death cap or I can't remember the other one? Well, the thing is, right, there's some mushrooms that look, I mean, so stupidly similar to the ones that we eat that are cultivated mm. and properly cultivated with, you know, spores, etc. In hot houses and well, not hot houses, but you know, in um, regulated areas, they know what they're growing yeah. type thing. Um, and the only real difference, if especially if you're not wise to it, there's a there's just like a there's like the minutest. Sometimes it can be bigger, but there's like the minutest tinge of yellow. Mm. And yeah, some, okay, so it's the color that gives it away. Yeah, but but it but it looks so much like a normal mushroom. It's just it's this mm. tiny bit of yellow, and so yeah. ever since um, ever since that happened to my dad's friend, because I grew up picking mushrooms, I grew up mm. going mushroom hunting all the time. I yeah. grew up in the country; we we mushroom yeah. hunted all the time. Yeah. So, but I could only imagine that maybe there wasn't as many toxic mushrooms around because the environment was in better state. I don't I don't know. Mm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Or, or maybe. We were just lucky. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. And I don't know how these mushrooms transport themselves or whether it's man-made who planted them somewhere um, uh, or whether they just happen naturally. I don't know. Yeah, mycelium spores from fungi, I mean, it just spreads so easily. 
Mm. Um, you know, it's it's really not hard at all. Um, so I don't think so. But what's interesting yeah. is that there was about two or three or, or, or three or four people died and they're all pretty old, mm. um, which is interesting. They're all, I mean, not old, old. I mean, I want to live longer than this, but um, 66, 68 and 70. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's sort of, I think that's around about the age that my dad's friend um, did, did the same. So mm, I'm no. not. I'm, I'm, I think I think he's still alive, but he's not in. Yeah, he's not in great health. I know that. Yeah, yeah. So of those people, I think where was it in the East Victoria somewhere? No, South. Yeah. Um, I think South East Gippsland or South Gippsland. Yeah. Lean Gather. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. 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 So great, three of them died, Gippsland. and one of them is still in critical condition. Intensive care, it's hundred percent right. Care. And yeah. and the and the person that um uh the person that uh, let me have a look at you. Uh Detective Inspector Dean Thomas said the woman was separated from her husband, but police have been told their relationship is amicable. Thomas said the people who died present with symptoms consistent with eating death cat mushrooms. She cooked those meals. So they're saying that the woman they're still I think they're still questioning and investigating what's happening because mm. they're saying that she hasn't presented with any symptoms, but we have to keep an open mind in relation to this, that it could mm. be very innocent, but we just don't know at this know, yeah. point. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's pretty pretty terrible. That's not mm. good Tragic. at all. And if it was innocent, um, it would be and Just to give you an idea of what the death... Oh, yeah, for sure, because people have lost loved ones. It's pretty horrible, mm. especially when they wouldn't have thought they would have. So that's yeah. the death cap there. Wow, yeah. And um, that for anyone on the pod, we'll, we'll put the... Yes, that one is decidedly yellow. Um, why you would even think about eating that, I would never know. But anyway. Mm. Um, so, yeah, people, if you're listening to this or watching this, never, ever pick your own mushrooms ever, ever. No. Not even when you think you know what you're doing. because it's Just pick just them from the supermarket. Yes, do that. I know it's a little bit more expensive. Or or you can get a box of spores from Bunnings or from Mitre 10 or you can get them online and you can grow your own mushrooms. I've done that before. We've grown mm. um, the oyster mushrooms. Um, mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it's pretty, as I say, it's, it's, it's pretty mm. bad. It's pretty bad. Um, but, got a message here from a friend of mine in the US. Hi, James. Uh, I got to look that up. Hey, James. You think the Herald Sun Times has some good info. We can well, definitely put that up on our show notes at the end of the episode. We can. Just so you know, James, you might have been out of the country for a little while. Uh, Herald Sun Times is doesn't exist. It's only called the Herald Sun. But um, <laughs> true, true. But between you and I, James, I would look up. Any other source of information before you went there, but that's just yes. Uh, hint, hint, um, uh, so the Guardian hint. and ABC News. Try those two sources, yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. They are very good sources. So, what have we got here? We've got um, the Deputy Chief Officer of Victoria, Angie Bone, issued a <clears throat> that's a real name. Um, issued a health advisory on Wednesday warning death cap and yellow staining mushrooms. That's the ones I was talking to you about before. 
Yellowstone mushroom varieties were currently growing wild in numbers. And this isn't just in Victoria, it's right across Australia now. Victorian Health Department advice uh, um, comes just over a month after a similar warning was issued in the Australian Capital Territory when a child was hospitalised after ingesting a death cat mushroom. So, wow. yeah, it's not just Victoria. It's, uh, it's unfortunately, it's everywhere. So I, I'll tell you something else, not ap- apropos of this, but I'm getting a little bit concerned. I mean, I know I'm looking at a uh, time, and I realise our banter has gone for a little while as usual. <laughs> but I just want to get this out. Um, <clears throat> we didn't even get to some of the other banter's we wanted. But anyway, um, fire ants. Have you been following uh, the fire ants story? Yes, they are encroaching over because it's to a shitload closer to you than it is to me. So. Oh, definitely, definitely, um, very relevant to me and us here in in Brisbane, uh, southeast Queensland. Uh, they are slowly marching their way south, and I heard during the week that there's some have been discovered in Melbourne, um, travelling. So they must be hitchhiking all the way to Melbourne. So watch out. Hopefully, the hopefully the cold will kill them. Well, I hope the cold does kill them because I was reading the other day that they're not expecting to get to the South Sydney until about 2035. Right. Yeah, so the Queensland government, state government has finally decided to put more effort into and, and funds to, to try to eradicate them. Uh, the opposition have said that they've, been too slack in trying to control their um, their movements. Uh, I would totally agree years. with them. I would agree so, with the opposition there. They have. Yeah. yeah. So um, I haven't kept up too closely with the news, but yeah, that's as far as I know. But um, yeah, hopefully whatever measures the Queensland government does now, hopefully they just go in there and just nuke them somehow and just control them. <laughs> If, um, if if no one uh, knows uh, what we are talking about here, we're talking about um, fire ants and what they are. They don't actually kill you, but they do. If they sting you, it feels like you're on fire. But the worst mm. part about the fire ants is they don't just do it once, etc. They have a whole bunch of buddies to help them. Yeah. Are, are these so, the ants that if one bites the other's go okay we better attack as well and that's why yeah yeah they jump dangerous. on yeah yeah they jump on like their their swarms are just ridiculous and mm. they've been in the states for years and they um haven't been able to control them there mm. and they've been in the you know texas and all those sort of areas yeah um i read about them years ago um Apparently they prefer warm weather, but they can survive in cold weather just fine. Yeah, that's great news. Uh, Thanks for that. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> just what you need. Uh, let's hope yeah. they. Uh, yeah. Let's hope they don't survive down there. But especially yeah, I know. really cold winter days. I mean, Jesus crikeys! I mean, wow, we've got crocodiles, sharks, snakes, freaking deadly spiders. You name it. Now we've got these freaking <laughs> fire ants as well. Yeah. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Seriously. You guys don't have deadly spiders down there. We have them. Yeah, no, we do. Have you, have you heard of a, a – Oh, yeah, the redback. Have you heard of a redback? Yeah. The redbacks, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. I think I've told this story before, but we used to catch them in, um, when we used to live near Broad Meadows back in the day when I was about eight or nine. You caught. Yes. You caught redbacks. Yes, we'd 
get a jar and catch them and then put another spider in there, different spider, and then see who won. That's just... the most disgusting thing I have ever heard, and I, I do know. not endorse that because that is cruelty to animals. It and is. with that, I am going to a break. I'm sorry. It made me... I apologise. I was a young kid. The Australia Institute produces high-quality research that has real-world impact, whether it's revealing the $10.3 billion in fossil fuel subsidies provided by federal and state governments last year, or our long-standing research advocating for a federal anti-corruption commission with real teeth, we change minds. To donate, head on over to australiainstitute.org.au. Did you know a single blood donation could save up to three lives? Be the lifeblood of Australia. Join us and search Give Blood to book your donation with Australian Red Cross Lifeblood today. Give life. Give blood. Ah, now I've recovered from that last bit. Anyway, um... <laughs> Apologies. No, nah, it's all good. We haven't... We didn't even say what a rundown for the show tonight. We just went straight into the band. There's straight so into it. so much to talk Oh, mate, just so much to talk about. And we're going to have Joke of the Week at the end as well. So if mm. anyone's joined us before, always a bit of fun with Joke of the Week. And we've got um, callers on the line. They write in with their jokes as they want to. No problems at all. We will uh, show them if they're funny. And usually they have been way funnier than ours. Anyway, yeah. yeah, so tonight we are doing Indelible Indigenous and What's on the Box. And I believe it is Indelible Indigenous time now. Is that correct? It is correct, Amanda. In 1967, we were counted. In 2017, we seek to be heard. And we invite you to walk with us in a movement of the Australian people for a better future. Indelible Indigenous. As you all know, we're all supporters, you and I are both supporters of the Yes campaign for the constitution um, change, uh, which is the proposed law where they want to alter the constitution to recognise the first peoples of Australia by establishing an an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. Just in the last few, a little festival that happened in East Arnhem Land in Northern Territory. You may have heard it. It's called the Gama Festival is quite renowned now where lots of um, politicians turn up and also international guests often turn up um, most years. But it started in 1999 um, by the founding members of Yothu Yindi. Before I continue to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander audience members that might be watching or listening, this segment will contain some names of deceased persons um, so just be aware of that. Yeah, so the founder of uh, the Yothi Hindu uh, band, the Unipingu Brothers, um, created a foundation back in the mid, mid to early 90s. Uh, then they created the Gama Festival where they gathering to talk um, about issues that um, were uh, affecting First Nations people. The foundation is a group of five regional Yongu clans, which is in the East Arnhem Land. Those regions were, or are, Gumach, I hope I pronounce these correctly, Gumach, Rira, Tinju, Japu, Galpu, and Wanguri. So they're the five regions that form the foundation. And Gama in the local language um, is a term for two-way learning process. So the idea of the festival was uh, it was a dialogue between First Nations and those who attended to talk about 
the First Nations people, like I mentioned earlier. So within the um, festival, there were things, uh, what they do, it's, uh, it comprises storytelling, mini teach, which is art. So they present art, manike, which is song or singing, and bungal, which is dancing. They also do some f uh, film screenings, cultural workshops. There's a youth forum. They even do astronomy tours and other events that um, uh, to highlight traditional uh, uh, things that the First Nations did over the millennia. What's Insiders off... in um, Indigenous language? Yeah, because the Insiders was up there too as well. Ah, were they? I, I yeah. didn't know that. Oh. I've been so busy last weekend, I didn't even get to watch it. And Q&A the day after. Ah, awesome. Yeah, once again, too busy. Did you watch them? Yeah, I watched both, actually, yes. Both. Yes. Must have been pretty entertaining and thought-provoking. and Yes, very thought-provoking, and it's really interesting you said it because the mm. second one, the Q&A, which was done mm. by Dan, I can't remember his surname, but he Or has... Yeah, that's him. Uh, he's got an Indigenous background, and he actually mm. does a really good interview show on the ABC, actually. It's called mm -hmm. something, I think it's something to do, something Elders. I can't quite remember exactly oh, what it's okay. called, but it's really, really good, and mm. I want to catch up with it on iView because I've heard some um, really great interviews with him before. But anyway, they had Marsha Langdon on, oh, yeah. and they also had this, I can't remember the guy's name. He's a journalist, writer, and sort of activist. Highly intelligent, highly intelligent. Mm -hmm. And then they had a um, a lawyer, Indigenous girl on, very young, super mm. smart, just super smart. And then they had a, an elder on, and I can't remember her name either, but she was a representative of a clan of, mm -hmm. I think it was called the, I think it was called the Dillick clan, I think. Uh, okay. Up in, um, up in the Nyonyu, uh, Nyonyu uh, region. Region, yep. Yeah, old country, I should say. And so, yeah, so it was really, really uh, interesting. And, um, and and what I think was even more interesting, militant's a hard word, but very vigilant in in not agreeing with voting yes mm -hmm. was a journalist writer. I can't, I've, heard, I've heard this guy speak before. He, again, he's super bright as well. Mm. And when I listen to his reasons to why he doesn't want to vote, Yes, mm -hmm. I can understand from an Indigenous point of view why he would feel that way. Right. Do um, you know, or can you explain to us why? Because I'm trying to find a, the reasons yeah. why the No campaign have reasons to, to think that way and, and do that and vote I, that way. Okay, so basically we've got in the No camp, we've got people that don't know and... At the moment, they're not really thinking about voting. They sort of will when they need to. Then we've got people that are just dead set, outright racists. A lot of Pauline Hanson, you know, slash Spud voters. Yep. But then there's also these people that are voting no. And the reason they're voting no is they're pretty much on the Lydia Thorpe sort of bandwagon mm -hmm. in that they're looking at treaty first and the first. reason they, yeah, before, before voice. Um, treaty first and then truth, etc. He was saying very, very eloquently that what concerns him about him, what concerns him about the voice is that it will be such a toothless tiger for the mm -hmm. Indigenous 
that it will be waste of time and effort to do to not do anything whereas mm-hmm. if we didn't do it we could get on and do something else that will make a practical uh, practical difference like mm. fight fight for the rights of the indigenous in a different type of way it, w- it was very much a more militant stance on it mm. and, and and this guy is a real hardcore climate activist as well so mm. can uh, i yeah. counter that I, with can we see the details of why yeah, yeah definitely hearing- yeah, no, no. <laughs> On these people, we keep hearing, oh, we want to know the details of how the yes will work and and the the um, body of people with uh, in parliament or whoever it's going to work. But yeah, ha- from a no perspective, what are the details to say, all right, if we don't have a voice, what are the mechanisms that we're going to d- use to help the First Nations? Things that we've tried and just don't work now. Look, so I agree. <laughs> yeah, look, I, yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I agree with that as well. Um, and that's why I'm really torn. I, I'm definitely voting yes. We're definitely voting yes. But this show is definitely voting yes. But um, And we encourage uh, all our listeners to do so, but we also encourage them to read the Uluru Statement and listen to what the um, Indigenous uh, peoples have gifted us and asked us to do as 97% of Australians who aren't. So the other thing he was talking about, and he's spot on as well, is that he was saying that he was saying that the government or the parliament doesn't have any power anyway. So if they um, if they get a voice, you know, big whoop, because they're mm. still in the pocket of fossil fuel investors, yeah. fossil fuel uh, magnates, and now the American military as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I can with, see that. With AUKUS going forwards, etc. That's what I mean. And I was, I was mm. you know, I was listening intently, just going, I'm sorry, I can't argue with that. <laughs> so, mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still I'm still voting, I'm still voting yes because I still feel that um in the in the in the long run it, it, it can and, and will help. And and they I mean they discuss treaty a lot as well. They they mm-hmm. talk about how many treaties are happening around Australia, and as we have alluded to in the show before, Victoria has one of the um, furthest down the road treaties. We're getting Mm. really close to getting some good things out of that. And they already have a citizens' assembly, apparently. In Victoria? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they got a second second round of voting. Like, they've already voted for all the representatives of that assembly, and now they're coming up for a second round. So, yeah. Yeah. So it can can definitely work. Um, Mm. Etc. Etc. And we need to. I believe we just need to get on and uh, do it. Basically. Mm, mm. Yeah. So as as you alluded to, um, there's a a lot of academics, um, government officials, and other um, stakeholders who who attend the Gama uh, Festival. And one of the key things is um, the Gama Key Forum, where they talk about important issues. So historically, that's what the Gama Festival's about. Over the years, we've seen Prime Ministers, um, Tony Abbott, Malcolm Turnbull, Albanese attend. Uh, Opposition leader Kim Beasley visited in 2006. Uh, Tony Abbott, uh, this is the funny part, if you want to When you say Abbott, Abbott. when you say Abbott, I can never think fun in any way, shape or form. No, no, other than when he uh, bit into an onion. That was pretty funny. 
dickhead, but funny. Yeah, so Tony uh, Abbott attended the 2013 festival where he pledged to become the Prime Minister for Indigenous Affairs. Oh, he was so good too. I was so good at it. Just like he was for women. uh, Yes, yes. Yes, and the first first thing he was talking about was something about um, uh, he was trying to get them from out behind the iron or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was pretty sexist. It was pretty yeah, sexist. It was pretty thoughtless. Uh, sexist, so. Exactly. Opposition leader Bill Shorten um, in twenty seventeen attended, uh, where he announced Labor supports a voice for Aboriginal people in our constitution. We support a declaration by all parliaments, and we support a truth telling commission. So this was obviously after a couple of years after the Uluru statement. What else can I tell you about it? 2018, uh, Deputy Chair of the Yothi Indi Foundation, Junga Junga Yunupingu, called for the government to engage in truth-telling and reconciliation, to embrace an Indigenous voice to Parliament and to move towards treaty-making. So obviously all of this stems from the uh, Uluru Statement of the Heart, because uh, that was the document that says, here are the things that we believe that we've all agreed to, uh, as all the clans, all the mobs, around the uh, country decided to do so this is what i don't get why there's so much opposition against what they all discussed for many weeks and months back uh, back in 2014 and 15 i think it was 2019 um, a senior jumanj uh, leader reiterated that yongu's uh, wishes for greater recognition last year Albo unveiled his proposed uh, voice referendum question yeah, so it's been running for, what, 25 years, 24 years, minus one, because during COVID, I think they skipped one or two years. So This year's festival was a little bit sombre as well, because participants mourned and honoured the legacy of Yongu leader, uh, or uh, Yongu elder and leader of the Jumanj clan, Yunupingu, um, who passed away in April this year. He'd spent most of his life uh, to land rights movement and trying to get self-determination for his people. So uh, there was a lot going on this year. And um, that's... How old was Unipingo when he died? 74. Oh, okay. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's sort of an average life for a man almost. Yeah, so, for a man, yeah. So he, to, he lived a longer yes. than average life. But, I mean, he obviously had advantages and he got those advantages from himself as well. By you know, with his band, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, so yeah. But actually, a couple of things I do want to say about um, mm. Doctor Ian Pingu because he was a doctor. So he was also, as you said before, he was a famous uh, musician, and uh, he uh, was known for his beautiful songs in the Yolngu Matha, the language of his people in Elko Island. He was also a passionate advocate for the preservation and promotion of Aboriginal languages and cultures. Mm. Uh, some of his achievements and work. Are as we know, he was the lead singer of Yothu Yindi, um, and he performed with lots of world leaders too. So he actually performed with Queen Elizabeth II, oh, wow. Barack, Barack Obama, Nelson Mandela, nice. um, and uh, he released three solo albums: Gurumul, uh, Rakala, and the Gospel album. I've heard Gurumul; that is a magnificent album. Um, I think I've heard that one. And he collaborated with artists such as Sting, Elton John, Delta Goodrum, and Paul Kelly. 
Um, as we know, Dr. Unipinica's work with a testament of his talent, vision, mm. spirit, he inspired many people with his music and his message. He was a genius and a wonderful human being. Mm. Now, I've never met the man, but he did very much sound like that any time I heard him speak. Mm. So, he, um, yeah, definitely a, a, a good egg. Mm, <laughs> definitely. He's left a good legacy, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Definitely has, so. Um, now talking about a legacy, I'm just checking our time and I'm going, okay. Time check, time check. Absolutely. <laughs> so did you have anything else you wanted to say, um, regarding, regarding uh, the Gama Festival? No, or, no, I think um, I've covered as, as much as possible in a short amount of time, but yeah, I'll, I'll have some, um, notes obviously in the show notes or some links that if you want to read up more about it, um, cool get more detail but yeah this is just a little teaser taster of what it's excellent. about yeah no no excellent and yeah we'll we'll definitely make sure we've got the gama festival links uh, in the show cool. notes as well so all good all got look we'll be back in a minute with a bit of what's on the box so Ooh. stick around yeah hey this is hannah melville ray from the australia institute I'm listening to the new blurt with Wensi and the Kexter, and you should be too. It's on Tuesday nights, live from around 8 p.m. Hi, it's Ashley Fizeme here, and you're listening to the new blurt with Wensi and Kexter. Bit of a blast from the past, Ooh. but um, Ash will be with us in September sometime. Oh, yay! Yeah, so we're, we've got lots of good stuff um, happening. Uh, Maria Teflaga will be popping up in the next couple of weeks, and yeah. Pierre will be with us in the next month or so. She's in uh, the Fringe at the moment, killing it apparently. So that uh, Edinburgh cool. Fringe, Edinburgh Fringe, yes, awesome. Yes, so that'll be cool as well. And we'll get Ash back on. And as you alluded to the uh, other day, we're going to have um, is it Mark? Mark Pacitti from Dancing with the Black Dog organization uh, joining us just before AUAK Day in September. So September is a busy month for us. It is. The it's best. going to be absolutely brilliant. It's going to be awesome. As is. Get this crazy man off the streets. <laughs> Notice, but lately I've been drifting aimlessly. Oh my god, will you stop changing channels and just tell me what's on the box? Speaking what? of the box, yes, I, I don't think I've ever asked you what where are all those grabs from? One uh, of them's from friends, yes, one's from friends, I think one maybe from Lost in Space or something. Oh, yeah, um, right, there's yeah. There's some other ones as well. I can't yeah. off the top of my head. I couldn't tell you, but uh, yeah. I, I will find out and tell you next time. <laughs> Yay, homework! <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, evil. talking about homework. Talking about yes. homework. My homework was to review Oppenheimer, the film, which I duly did, and um, I can say it was absolutely awesome. And I have a little trailer here, and hopefully it'll play. So let's just check it out. Yeah, hang on a sec. Hang up before you go, go on with that. Oh, okay. Sorry. 
Uh, James has asked or is mentioning one was Jim, the Jimmy Fallon show. Ah, uh, yes, you're right. Or, you're 100. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, you're well spot done, on, James. James. Spot on. Spot yeah. on. You you, you get an elephant stamp. Yes. <laughs> no, no. Well, no, no. We're in Australia. He gets koala stamp. What are you talking? Ah, uh, koala stamps. Yes, that's so true. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so we'll just uh, check out Oppie the uh, trailer and then uh, I'll come back and give you what I thought of it. Okay. This is a national emergency. Didn't need a charge. We're in a race against the Nazis. And I know what it means if the Nazis have a bomb. We have a 12-month head start. 18. How could you possibly know that? We've got one hope. All America's industrial might and scientific innovation connected here. Secret laboratory. Keep everyone there until it's done. Let's go recruit some scientists. Build a town, build it fast. We don't let scientists bring their families. We'll never get the best. Why would we go to the middle of nowhere for who knows how long? Why? Why? How about because this is the most important thing that ever happened in the history of the world? You're the great improviser, but this, you can't do in your head. Are we saying there's a chance that when we push that button, we destroy the world? Chances are near zero. Near zero. What do you want from theory alone? Zero would be nice. This is a matter of life and death. I can perform this miracle. World War II would be over. Our boys would come home. That's happening, isn't it? The world will remember this day. Our work here will ensure a peace mankind has never seen. Until somebody builds a bigger one. You are the man who gave them the power to destroy themselves. And the world is not prepared. next one it's one of those um films that is absolutely as good as it looks yeah um, it looks it's cinematic pun the pun uh, it's it, well, it is in the cinema <laughs> now that's the fun yeah no look 
that's the fun part about it. It does look cinematic from that trailer. And mm. it's a three-hour movie, right? And mm. I can tell you, if, if you are not enthralled in dialogue, uh, which I am, I love dialogue, mm. um, especially when it's good and it's um, mm. uh, presented by people that are amazing actors like Chillian Murphy and uh, Matt Damon and Emily Blunt. And if anyone doesn't know where that Matt Damon comes from, that comes from Team America. If you don't know what Team America is, look it up. It's very, very funny and wrong. I know what it is. Never seen it. Yes. No, it's very wrong. Don't watch it with your kids. Um, <laughs> it's a... It's a Trey Parker Matt Stone, which mm. is a South Park uh, vehicle. It's um, yeah. it's awesome. It's awesome. It's so good. It's just so good. Anyway, um, in it they um have a puppet that goes Matt Damon all the time. Don't ask me uh, why. I don't, okay. I don't know why, but he does. <laughs> and uh, and I'm sure James probably knows about it. One of our listeners from tonight, who is in the US, um, if he's seen uh, Team America, I highly recommend it. It's very funny. Anyway, I get away from that. Um. Uh, so, yeah, so Matt Damon is uh, awesome, as usual. Uh, mm. But uh, Killian Murphy is sensational. If you are a Peaky Blinders fan, which is a fantastic Netflix series, been around for five, six series it. now, absolutely brilliant. Um, it's about, uh, what's it called? Uh, it's not Brixton. It uh, starts with B, and it's um, Birmingham. Birmingham. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, in the... Tw- 20s or 30s or maybe even before that i'm not sure but they used to have these razor gangs so Mm. these these irish gangs would have a razor in their Mm -hmm. um in their cap oh right okay and that's why they were called peaky blinders because they get their cap and yeah anyway he is anyway yeah not good not good so anyone that knows about uh uh, Picky Blinders will know how good Killian Murphy is. He's absolutely sensational. Hmm. Um, and if anyone is a Christopher Nolan fan of uh, Batman movies, etc., they'll have an idea that this will be a big movie and a very good one. And oh. it is. Uh, Emily Blunt is in it, another one of my favourite um, actors. She's excellent in her role. Florence Pugh is in it. Um, she's a young, okay. actor, young actor, about, uh, I think, 28 or something. Hmm. Um, I, I mentioned that for a reason and I'll tell you in a minute why. Um, but yeah, it is an incredible uh, cast, no doubt about it. And, um, Gary Oldman is in it. Um, but you only see Brenner in that. Yes, he was Richard. Yeah, I thought I saw him in the trailer. He plays, I should, I should know the character he plays, but I can't quite remember, but he's, he's just very good as usual. And, um, uh, Rodney Danny Jr. is in it and he plays an integral role in mm. the film. Okay. And uh, that is the very much a political bent on it. Mm-hmm. So right. long story short, the whole thing about Oppenheimer was that after, if anyone doesn't know the story, I'll be really quick with it. Basically, Oppenheimer and his project called the Manhattan Project um basically uh came together in well it was meant to be in the middle of nowhere but i'll get to that in a minute um without spoiling too much for those who may not have seen it yeah so i'm not spoiling too much this is just the history Mm. um and they they built the town etc etc and um there's lots of sort of turmoil with with doing that Mm. um i'll explain to you in a second why um 
but anyway, um, long story short, he gets uh, gets a whole bunch of scientists together from around the world, and um, they eventually get the the know how to build the atomic uh, bomb, the one oh. that was dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh-huh. Um, and as we know, it did a lot of damage and basically Ooh. stopped the war, but killed a lot of people. Um, and the worst part was that it basically started an arms race. Arms and race. Yep. that's one of the, the biggest things about this uh, film that sort of comes through with Oppenheimer, etc. that he never wanted to do that. At least mm. this film depicts that. Mm. So um, uh, probably 4.8 blurt stars from Ooh, me that's pretty high yeah i still haven't seen it i so want to see it and i'm gonna try to watch it i i absolutely one of these days it. it's a three hour watch mm. and then you may have um uh you may have uh trailers on top of it so mm. you're really um strapping in for a while I thought you were gonna say you may need to have um you may need to wear some nappies or something <laughs> for the toilet break <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a very very good call. I watched a uh, I watched a uh, Russell Crowe film years ago. I think it might have been The Insider. I think mm-hmm. I think that goes for nearly three hours. And I remember yeah. I was I was in uh, I was in Canada at the time. And I, the only reason I bring that up is because I remember vividly because I was having uh, pints of um, of beer just before. Um, I think I must have oh, had no. two or three or something. And, uh, you know, watching this three-hour film, it was the most painful thing. And, of course, oh, once you break God. the seal. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Did. That's the whole thing. Oh, you didn't? Oh, no, no, right. Was, I thought, was, I thought no, you was, went several times during the movie. No, no not at all. I did not. Um, I nearly floated. Leave... I nearly floated to the toilet, I can tell you that. <laughs> you it didn't leave just... a trail as you left the cinema at the end no, of the movie? I, no, like there was no, no. <laughs> No trailer left at all. But the one thing, the one thing I do want to say though is there's been a bit of controversy about Oppenheimer because it's not 100 percent true to mm. things that have happened. Yeah, and I've heard something. Yeah. So one of the things was the neglect of the history and the impact of the Indigenous Americans at Los Alamos, which is oh. where they build. Um, some activists have pointed out the film ignores the displacement and exploitation, and environmental damage that the Manhattan Project inflicted on the native people live there mm. that is that is not depicted in the movie they've depicted that no one was there which is probably a little bit of poetic license i would say they've also talked about the age gap between florence Pugh and killian murphy so they sort of get together in the movie that's that's the characters they play murphy is um a few years younger than us he's just under 50 he's 47 and as i said before Pugh's about 28 so there's been a bit of the old um perpetuating the Hollywood trope of pairing older men with younger women mm, as they've done for years women. and years. Yeah. yeah. So, and the last one was that the, the use of the Bhagavad Gita, a Hindu scripture during a sex scene, some of the Hindus in India have called this scathing attack on Hinduism and they've demanded the removal of the scene. Now the scene itself is he'd been introduced Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer had been introduced to Sanskrit the ancient Indian language, and um, as a teacher in Berkeley years before. So more than 2,000-year-old Bhagavad Gita Gita is part of the Mahabharata, 
anyone who wants to uh, change my pronunciation and uh, effectively make it better, that would be great. One of Hinduism's greatest epics at 700 verses, the world's longest poem. So apparently it's known in history that the father of the um, atomic bomb, i.e. Oppenheimer, relieved his tension by reciting the stanza he translated from tra uh, Sanskrit, which was, in battle in forest at the precipice of the mountains on the dark great sea, in the midst of javelins and arrows, in sleep in confusion in the depth of shame, the good deeds a man has done before defend him. So he used to recite that before he would basically test an event. Right. That was a sort of like a med meditation for him. So, mm. But anyway, that's, uh, yeah, so that's that's Oppie. And so I would four and a half, highly no, recommend it. Four point eight out of five. Well, stars. Stars. Yep. well done. Highly recommend Nice one. Need to go I watch it. Yeah, definitely, still, definitely. Still now, a lot of sessions out there, so I've got to Oh, get yeah. There. I'm looking for a bit of fun now. Show Yay, me about fun. okay. Right. All righty. I am going to review the other blockbuster movie that we talked about. The, uh, that up to a billion now. Barben, up to a billion. Barbenheimer. So Barbie. Barbie was my movie of choice. Wasn't reluctant. I definitely wanted to see this, and boy, was I glad that I saw it. Oh, okay. Yep. It was really, really good. So Barbie, for anyone who unaware or if you've been hiding or Barbie the doll has been made into a big blockbuster movie starring big stars like Margot Robbie, Ozzy, go, 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 Ozzy's, uh, Ryan Gosling, America Ferreira, Kate McKinnon, who's a comedian and actress, and she's funny in this movie. Um, SNL. SNL, yes, true, yep. I think she was in... Was she in Bridesmaids? Oh, she's, uh, Kate McKinnon's been in heaps of stuff. She's yeah, awesome. she has. She's no good. So good. Also stars Simon Liu, who's Shang-Chi in the Marvel movie. It's got Will Ferrell, Leah, uh, Rhea Perlman from Cheers fame from the 80s, I think it was. It's got a killer soundtrack as well. You've got Pink uh, by Lizzo, Dance of the Night by Dua Lipa. You've got tracks by Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice. That's a duo. Never heard of Ice Spice. I do know Nicki Minaj. Charlie Nicki Minaj far too well. Billy Eilish. I mean, Billy Eilish is on the <laughs> track. <laughs> We've got Tame Impala, Aussie band or Aussie guy. I think as a person, can remember. I can never remember whether Tame Impala is a one or two people band. I'm an old, I'm an old bastard. You're talking about modern yeah. music. I got no idea. Ryan Gosling sings a track. Who's perfect? And people, if you're not aware, Ryan Gosling was in La La Land. Um, good, so voice. He, good voice. He knows how to dance. Yeah, he's, sure does. He's funny. Um, hence the title underneath here. Yes, I, I am Ken. Ken. Anywhere else, I'd be a ten. I'd be a ten. That's from that song that he sung. Dominic Dominic Fike is also there. Heim, Sam Smith, another Aussie artist, the Kid Leroy, uh, oh, Khalid, yes. Pink Panthers, Ava Max. Man, the list goes on. So lots of great uh, music. Basically, the story, Barbie lives in this perfect world, ends up traveling into the real human world, discovers certain things, the world's out of order. Ken discovers that it's a patriarchy in the real world, but it's a matriarchy back in Barbie land and he's conflicted. And there's lots of other things that happen in between. There's lots of great messages. I'd love to read you the whole script of one of the characters, Gloria, um, who's played by America Ferreira, but she basically monologue of her explaining why women 
um, what it's like to be in a woman's world, I guess. Maybe somehow you can get it uh, links show notes or stick it on a I, slide or something. Somewhere. I can read a little bit about it, a little bit of it. I won't read all of it because it it's more impactful when you actually watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. One of the ones, one of the sections was, um, for example, in her monologue, you have to be thin, but not too thin. You can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but you also have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. You have to be a career woman, but you also always be looking out for other people. And there's other topics that she goes and talks about. And you just go, yeah, the struggle's real. We need to improve this. And yeah, so there's a big, big message. A lot of younger women uh, or girls will relate to and i hope we do improve well what about uh, younger boys would they definitely for boys we need to show them that um yeah we do need to explain to boys that we need to behave better um and so that yeah well we've got someone who's agreeing with you that uh, mm-hmm. seems to have very similar last name to yourselves uh, uh, okay can can i put that on uh, oh you did put it on so i did, I did. That. you just took it off yes sorry <laughs> elijah Hello. <laughs> America Ferreira's monologue was so powerful. Yes, yeah, so from Elijah was just letting us know that as well. So so stop keeping this in suspenders and let's okay. have a look at this trailer. It looks like I'm going to, to have to uh, go and see Barbie this weekend, I think. Yes, you please do. But uh, here's, here, here it is. Hey, Barbie. Can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned, just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and plant choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. You can find me under the lights, diamonds you under my eyes. This is the best day ever. It is the best day ever. So is yesterday and so is tomorrow and every day from now until forever. Yeah. You guys ever think about dying? Yeah. <laughs> How to kill the mood. When my heart breaks. Some things have been happening that might be related. When my world Cold shower Ooh. falling off my roof. Ah! And my heels are on the ground. What do I have to do? You have to go to the real world. You can go back to your regular life, or you can know the truth about the universe. Weed, Bobby. The choice is now yours. The first one, the high heel. You have yeah. to want to know, okay? Do it again. Closer I am Closer I am I'm coming with you. Okay. I love this song. Wow. This it's is the tough. real world. <laughs> going on? Why are these men looking at me? Yeah, they're also staring at me. Barbie in the real world. That's impossible. If this got out, this could mean extremely weird things for our world. This would be catastrophic! We haven't played with Barbie since we were like five years old. Oh. No one rests until this doll 
is back in a box. Even if nobody else along. Humans only have one ending. Get that for me! Ideas live forever. No, I won't let you do just one appendectomy. But I'm a man. But not a doctor. Can I talk to a doctor? You are talking ah. to a doctor. Ah. I need a clicky ah. pen. No. Ah. Sharp thing. No. There he is. Ah. Doctor, somebody get security. Ah. Is Bobby if you're still in doubt? So yeah. great movie. Um, lots of funny bits. Um, got a comment here from Vicky. I've seen Barbie twice. I crowed both times. Some seriously important messages for everyone to recognize women and men. Absolutely right. Um, so uh, the uh, number one question is how many blood stars? Um, I might go 4.9. It was near perfect for me. Um, it was wow. that funny. Yep. It was really funny. It was worth watching. I want to go watch it again because um, it was that funny and it's good to watch on the big screen um, speaking of money you alluded to it before um, Warner Brothers Pictures announced just on Sunday that the movie's taken in 459 million from North American um, cinemas and another 572 million overseas over the weekend for a total of get this 1.5 billion Australian or 1 0.03 billion American, which is the most that a female director has ever earned from a movie. Yeah, I've heard that. I did. Yeah. So did. Um, the movie isn't um, also had a little bit of controversy. Uh, Vietnam's banned the movie because it depicts uh, South China Sea and the islands, the contested islands. Oh, wow. uh, so, yeah. So there's a little bit of controversy there. Um, so I might have to bootleg it and send it to our friends in Vietnam to watch it if they're, if they're keen. Nice. Uh, but nice. otherwise, yes, definitely worth watching. I'm trying to convince my sister to go watch it. She is um, just opposed to it. I don't know why, but I'm going to try to convince her to watch it. But that's she the beautiful thing it. about this uh, Barbie. You know, they say if you hate Barbie, this is the film for you. If yeah. you love Barbie, <laughs> this is a film for you. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never been a necessarily a hater of Barbie. I've been, I don't really give a shit. Yeah, um, pretty much. Of Barbie. But if you reckon, I mean, the thing is, you see, I know, and I know that Vicky's seen it twice, and uh, I know she's a very um, intelligent uh, lady. Um, and she has said how much she loves it. And then I've got two very intelligent ladies in my life as well who both gave it two and a half. Really? So, wow. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I'm conflicted, but you know me. I always make my own mind up. So I shall go and see it this weekend. Do do watch it and let, let us know next week if you do. Yeah, watch no, it. I will. I will definitely um, go this weekend. hundred yeah. percent for sure. I will definitely awesome. go. Yeah, I can't not not see it, especially yeah. after seeing that trailer, because that trailer makes me laugh. That's really Yes. Cool. And there's a lot more funny parts than than what you see because I'm yeah. not a big fan of watching trailers because they give too much away, but uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot more to that movie than that. That's trailer. again, that's the beautiful part about Oppenheimer. You saw three minutes, it goes to three hours, mm. so you know, <laughs> you're not, yeah. you're not getting a lot. And and that's the funny thing, too, about that trailer. You see that trailer and you go, Oh, wow, all this stuff's going to be happening. No, mm. two hours and around about 15 20 minutes is mm. full on telling you the whole story, and you get the whole drama, 
And wow. if, if you like that, that's awesome. I do. Mm. I, I love history and I love sort of being told a really well-told story, real, really well-acted, mm. et cetera. And then things unravel and then you get to, you know, explosion time and, mm. you know, re really yeah. tense um, moments, et cetera. But, mm. um, but, yeah, so, yeah, you definitely don't see it all in, in the trailer. Absolutely not. Yeah. There's so much that happens. So. But um, talking about funny, I reckon it's time for this time. My brother-in-law was a victim to the hokey pokey. It is time for that. So, why don't cats like online shopping? Don't know. They prefer a catalogue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dear, dear, dear. Uh, what creature is smarter than a talking parrot? What's, what creature is smarter than a talking parrot? What creature is smarter than a talking parrot? A spelling bee. Oh, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> very nice. Kids have some of the best, don't they, really? Oh, they Seriously. do. They do. Uh, what's a cat's favourite song? Um, Puss in Boots. No, no. Three Blind Mice. No. <laughs> Why did the drum take a nap? Why did the drum take a nap? Um, why did the drum take a nap? Uh, I don't know. Why did the it drum was, take a nap? It was beat. Ah, oh, that's... How did I not know that? Seriously to God. What do you write in a rabbit's birthday card? Um, I don't know what you write in a rabbit's birthday card. Well, I'm going to give it one of these because Haven't even hoppy, heard. Birth, hoppy birthday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, we've got one here from Vicky, so let's show this one. Yep. She says or asks, where do bad rainbows go? Where do bad rainbows hmm. I give up. I don't know where bad rainbows go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> to prism. It's a light sentence and gives them time to reflect. Oh, that is sensational. Uh, where's that? that, is... that down. <laughs> no, that's sensational. No, that that's is, a work that of was art. A good one. Yeah. That is a work of art. <laughs> it's beautifully um, done. You should be doing this uh, show. How do you get a squirrel's attention? Give it some nuts. Near, nearly. Act like a nut. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, why shouldn't you write with a broken pencil? We think we need some thinking music here. Oh, I wish I had some. I wish I had some. Uh, I'll have to do I that. I can see you being very music. pensive there. I was actually, I was indeed doing that. Uh, I don't know why. Why shouldn't you write with a broken pencil? Because it's pointless. Oh, very nice. <laughs> very nice. Did you hear, hear about the uh, constipated accountant? Uh, had a pen up its clacking. No, had to work out. Had to work it out with a pencil. <laughs> uh, why couldn't the pony sing? I'll go on. Because it was a little horse. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I've got one more. Like one more. 
Last one. Yeah, yeah. For me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. A British man is visiting Australia. The custom agent asks him, do you have a criminal record? The British man replies, I didn't think you needed one of those to get into Australia anymore. <laughs> uh... Very good. Very, very good. Look, thank you, everyone that joined us tonight. Thank you, James. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you, Elijah. Thank you, anyone that is listening on the pod. We've had a fantastic time, as usual. Thank you, Wency. Brilliant work. I will see Barbie this weekend. I can't Thanks, wait to uh, we will be back next week, as usual. We don't know what we're going to do yet, but it'll be good. Mm. Yep, and we'll work it out 10 minutes we before will. the show. We will. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, a little a bit, bit more time than that. A bit more than know. that, but yes. <laughs> anyway, the, the potty will be out. Um, uh, potty will be out uh, uh, this weekend. You normally schedule it Monday, is that correct? Yes, correct yeah. Monday. Cool. It'll be out on a Monday like it normally is. And also check it out. We'll probably have a mini app maybe of the Barbie Heimer experience. Uh, mm-hmm. That could be out in a couple of days as well. So just okay, check your pod good. feeds for that as well. That's enough for me. I'm gone. I'm out of here. See you, Wenty. See ya. Thanks, Vicky, for your message. Thanks, fellas. See you next week. Ciao. Hello. My name's Dean Park, and I'm from the Kwandamooka peoples of Minjiraba, which is also known as North Stradbroke Island, just off the coast of Brisbane. It's great to be here with you today. I know there's been a lot of interest since uh, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese made a really, to some people, a surprising comment during the election night saying that the government was committed to a referendum on a voice to parliament. And I know that there are many people sitting out there in their lounge rooms on that night, not really sure about what he meant. What we're talking about is very simple. It's just three things. Recognising Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples in the constitution, having an Indigenous voice to parliament, and the need for a referendum to make it all happen. And we want to be able to do this because this is a conversation that we have to have across the nation. This is a conversation that every single Australian needs to be part of. And so we don't want to confuse the issue. We're not going to dive down in deep into details. This is not about the politics. This is not about making a particular point. It's simply about having a conversation with you, sharing a bit of information about Indigenous constitutional recognition, about a voice to parliament and about a referendum. And we're hoping that this is something that triggers a conversation more broadly in your families, in your workplaces, in your communities, and something that we really want the whole nation to get behind. What constitutional recognition means is acknowledging the 65,000 years of continuous connection that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples have to this country. It's about Australians embracing First Nations peoples. It's about us being recognised in our constitution, in our rule book. It is a unique status as the first peoples of the Australian nation. And it's about, I guess, having that, that sense of this is where we started as a people and as a nation. And that's really, really important in terms of the relationship that we have between first Australians and everyone else. Yeah, I can't tell you how much that means, you know, to, to our community, to our nation, to myself, to my family, uh, to not have to uh, argue for that basic recognition to be recognised as First Nations, that we belong here and that we have a right to be heard. It took until 2017, the Uluru Statement from the Heart, for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples to 
very firmly say what meaningful constitutional recognition looked like to us. It's recognising our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and the founding document of our nation. And how do we embrace First Nations peoples as the first peoples of this country, which is unique and different to anywhere else in the whole world? It's unfinished business and it's about time that uh, we recognise that the Aboriginal people were living on this continent, Torres Strait Islanders were inhabiting our homelands and that recognition in the constitution is going to go a long way to uh, healing past injustices in the in the modern history of Australia. I remember when I was um, one of facilitating a native event for school, um, when I've asked like, you know, mob at school if they want to do a dance or if they want to sing or do storytelling or something like that. Um, there, there's that shame factor, like, oh, I'm scared to, to, to voice my culture and to talk about it. And then, but with this, I believe it will make, make them actually feel valued and empower, empowered in their own country as First Nations Australians, yeah. In 1967, the Australian public voted overwhelmingly to allow the Commonwealth Government to make laws about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people before it hadn't had that power. Meaningful, real constitutional recognition had to come through a voice. It had to be about this voice to Parliament. There are too many issues in our communities which mean that we can't just have symbolic recognition. There needs to be practical change alongside that. Uh, but then also, you know, what a lot of people talk about, the practical kind of things that come along with that and the power of that symbolism too is that, you know, not only are you recognising us finally, but you, you actually have to listen to us and talk to us and we, we have a say, we get to sit at the table where the decisions are made, which for too long have been made without us. And, you know, one of the things in my family that we always talk about uh, is all the uh, kind of things that have happened in the Barma Forest and the Wirai Forest and all the um, environmental degradation, but what happened to our families there and um, actually being able to have a seat at the table with people like, you know, Victoria and New South Wales Parks and wildlife type people with the government on, you know, when they're making the leasing decisions that are impacting our families uh, when it comes to the history of economic development in those areas. I think the important thing in constitutional recognition is that it puts Indigenous people firmly in the founding document of modern Australia. And it's not putting us in the constitution in a way that someone else has suggested we should be. It's putting us in the constitution in the way Indigenous people have decided they want to be recognised in the constitution. And that's important because it's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people deciding for themselves what they want, asking the Australian people to support them in that, and then that being enshrined in the document that defines the way the nation works. In a way, our most important document in Australia. The Uluru Statement very clearly said that if we are going to do this, if we are going to formally and finally do constitutional recognition for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, it's got to be through the voice. And just for having our voice in, you know, enshrined in the constitution, it doesn't only have like an impact now, but has impact on the generations to come. And is an important first step in building a shared future for our country. The new Blurred is brought to you by Wensi and Kickstart, usually on a Tuesday evening. You can catch us on all the socials, as they say, the Blurt YouTube channel. We have a Twitter Blurt handle, and there is a Blurt Star Facebook page as well. So, if you're interested in getting getting in touch, it's uh, blurtstar at gmail.com.
and we will get back to you as soon as we can if you've got any questions. Until next week, there'll be another feed coming at you. Has been a Get Off the Glass Productions, brought to you by Wincy and Gangster.